0: Hello and welcome to the Commune Podcast. This time we will be talking about Echo the Dolphin, but before we get to the game proper, I wanted to ask, Fox, how have you been doing?
1: Pretty good. Kinda of like the way Echo's going. Well, I like the atmosphere it's projecting. That's kind of fun.
0: Nice. I actually got in touch with the webmaster of the Dark Sea Echo fan site, and they suggested that I look up the Sega C D version.
1: Oh really? Why'd they say that?
0: They just said, you know, glad you're playing it, hope you check out the Sega CD one, but you've been playing that one, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So do you know what the differences are?
1: Well, I looked up a few after talking with Adrian, but it seems like it's generally easier. I know the soundtrack is different, that's part of the reason I'm playing it. But they have got you get checkpoints every time you, you move the glyph, and that's been majorly helpful to me, I can't imagine getting along without it.
0: Yourself, how have you been doing?
2: I'm doing as good as you can be doing, playing Echo.
0: Yeah. Do you feel breathless? Does Echo take your breath away?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: (laughs) Adrian, how are you doing? All right. As all right as someone who uh, is working on the hard mode in Federation Force can be.
3: Well, I actually enjoy that, so, you know.
0: Yes, it wasn't a very apt comparison. So have you played any games that you would consider realistic or are going for realism?
3: No, I can't say that I really have. I mean, aside from like a really obvious answer, like realistic racing sims, but that's i d I don't think that's what you're going for with that question.
0: Sure. I mean Gran Turismo's quote unquote realistic, right?
3: I guess, but I remember playing the ones that the arcade that we went to at the Colonial Bowl. <laughs> oh. But you know, I don't really care for realistic racing. I still prefer F0 G X.
0: Right, you're more the uh, arcade style.
3: Yeah. I want to do real racing, I'll drive my car.
0: (laughs) Yourself, have you played any games that you would consider realistic?
2: In terms of simulation games, yeah, sure. I've played flight simulators and racing simulators and historical simulators.
0: What's a historical simulator? Well, I like Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Right. So Romance of the Three Kingdoms, you would say, is realistic?
2: Sure, I mean, it goes out of its way to add lots of historical detail, and I feel like a game where I can learn about history has to be realistic in some regard.
0: So what makes it realistic are all the little aesthetic details that are taken from reality.
2: That's not just aesthetic details. I mean, the types of conflicts or what armies are using or whatever. Uh,
0: Like historical figures?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's all based in reality, at least.
0: Nice. Yeah, I see what you mean. Fox, have you played any games that you would consider realistic?
1: Uh, About to the same extent as yourself said. Yeah, I can't think of anything more substantial than what he's covered.
0: Have you played any flight sims? Yeah. What would you say makes those realistic?
1: It's the amount of detail that I put into the systems, I would say. Like, arcade tend to abstract things a lot, so you'll just, like, hit right arrow and you'll just turn right without much thought of all the systems that should go into place there, whereas I think something like a flight sim would have you control, like, yaw or put brakes down or just all all those little buttons you see in the cockpit they'll will put consideration into.
0: It's a simulation to the extent that they try to recreate the workings of the actual plane, rather than, like, afterburner where it would just be you can do all the stuff that's interesting.
1: Exactly. They, they try and remove the amount of abstractions. It's just trying to get as close to the real thing as you can. Hmm.
0: Okay. Up next, I wanted to talk about Echo the Dolphin. The game looks realistic. It has an ocean with realistic environments and realistic inhabitants. And Echo himself kind of behaves like a sea creature and a dolphin. So the game Echo seems to be at least going a little bit more towards realism than what we typically play.
2: You're throwing around the word realistic and realism a lot. Yeah, without a lot of context. No, an element can be realistic in the sense of based on something factual, and it can be realistic in the sense as it behaves and interacts with things in a way that is representative of something actual. So, like, Mario has mushrooms in it, but are mushrooms, like, does that make Mario a realistic game? Uh, Everything, except for monsters or whatever, everything in Mario is based on elements from reality, too. But they're composed in a way that doesn't resemble reality. So, I think that realism is more about composition, and I'm not sure an individual element can be realistic or not.
0: You could say the behavior of an individual helmet in Mario is not realistic. Like the mushroom example, mushrooms in real life wouldn't crawl along the ground.
2: Yeah, so the behavior of it is. But just because Echo's is a game about a dolphin set in the ocean, nothing about that makes it realistic or automatically fall into some category of realism.
0: Well, my point was more that the visuals are realistic and the little tweaks in Echo's behavior are realistic.
2: When you talk about the visuals, maybe a better word is representative. The visuals are representative because they are meant to look like the things that they are, whereas I just don't know what realistic visuals (laughs) mean.
0: It looks like they would in real life.
2: They're accurately proportioned, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do the game's challenges click with you? Do you understand how to succeed in Echo reliably?
2: Now, on a conceptual level, yes. On an individual level, no. I understand that I need to progress from an entrance to an exit point of a level, and I understand that other sea creatures are going to hurt me, and I understand that I need... uh, You know, if I run out of air, I'm going to die. But in terms of, like how do I get past these sharks in this area, or how do I sneak past this octopus? They don't necessarily feel like they build on each other that well or flow from each other that well or fit into my normal expectations of clear-cut challenges.
0: Okay. Fox, can you consistently kill enemies without getting hit yourself?
1: No. I cannot. I've gotten better, but it, it's still a lot where if it's something like a crab that just flies at you, I have a hard time consistently getting away from those guys.
0: So there are a lot of enemies that just move too quickly for you to react to them.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. Adrian, are you able to clear the time challenges in Echo reliably? You know, like, what I mean in specific is going from one air pocket to the next. Are you able to pretty much make it?
3: Yeah, I am, but... As Fox mentions, there is an issue with the way enemies are designed in this game, where they just come at you too fast. Either too fast to react, or too fast for me to reposition Echo, because they love coming at diagonals where his sonar won't actually hit them, so they'll hit you <laughs> at like the, the tail or something, even if I'm quick enough to fire off that sonar. And of course, Echo himself moves pretty fast, so his own fast movement speed combined with the fast... Enemy speed, even if you're going really slow, makes them a pain in the ass.
0: So you have trouble with the enemies, but you would consider the map predictable enough that you can clear those breath challenges?
3: Yeah. There are the occasional collision issues where you go through a narrow passage where there's like a spike, and those are always annoying. Either Echo's collision box or the collision box of the tiles are bigger than they look. So you see that little bit of open space above Echo. It's like, I just want to move up. Just move up. And that's probably one of the most annoying things to look at in this game.
0: (laughs) All right. That's a good transition into our next topic. Would you say that Echo behaves like a dolphin in real life
3: would? So yeah, and I think I know the exact things you want me to cover. Echo has to rotate into the direction that he's moving in. He has a turnaround animation and if Echo is remaining stationary, he will drift much like anything else in the water.
0: Do those features, do they add to the challenges? Do they make anything easier or harder?
3: They do make things harder. an uh, Atlantis level, some those spiky blocks, I get hit by them. Echo remains still, and because he's still and I want to reposition my back, he actually drifts before I can turn him, so he ends up drifting into the spiky. <laughs> it's very annoying. What
0: about the turning animations?
3: The turning animation is what makes those enemies annoying to hit when they come at you from behind. Because by the time Echo finishes turning around, they already hit you. Hmm. And yeah. that's also what makes it hard when you get into a little sort of airplane dogfight where if I don't turn around to face them, I could run away. But then I need to find a way to like circle around and then be able to hit them because they're always so aggressive and right on your tail
0: yourself, you were
2: going to say? Yeah, so it's like the control mechanics Adrian was describing make things difficult because of the composition of the levels, like the layout, where, as he was saying, you know, you want a space to turn around, but it tends to be quite difficult to find that, and even more so to know that you're going to have room to do something like that. And when you've got enemies coming from all sides of you at once, that shows up because they like to throw so many enemies in any given area, and sometimes they respawn. So it's like not like there's not a game where a character could control like Echo and it could still follow a logical difficulty curve. It's just that the game in no way accounts for, or seems to account for, the way that Echo actually controls.
0: That the enemy design and environment design are not accommodating to those features of Echo's controls.
2: Right. I mean, it's a very claustrophobic game, and in some sense that does like bring out how fast and fluid Echo moves, but on the other hand, it also just makes it feel like you can never appreciate it.
0: I think that's true for the most part, except for the fact that the chasing enemies never despawn. I think that's a feature independent of everything else that makes those enemies particularly difficult.
3: Yeah, enemies in general, uh, most of them tend to respawn when you use the sonar to use Echo location. So even using a strategy to scout enemies beforehand using the sonar, you have to be careful even when doing that when anticipating the chasing enemies, because if you do it in the wrong spot, they come right back.
0: Actually, now that you mention the sonar, how do you use Echo's abilities to get through challenges? What are some other things that Echo can do?
3: Well, because Echo can't breathe underwater, he needs air, which kind of plays into the realism, you know. Dolphins need to breathe. I use the echolocation to find air pockets wherever I'm going. You can even use it to see through the walls, which I don't think that's how echolocation works, but whatever. (laughs) That and the food sources, like the clans, so they can fish.
0: But other than sonar, there's some other stuff that Echo can do too, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Echo can go faster by hitting the C button to stroke, typical of most games that have swimming, and Echo can also do a charge attack with the B button.
0: And he tries to hit enemies with his nose.
3: Yeah. One annoying thing about that charge attack is that if you do it near a wall, Echo just won't do it at all. Another thing is the charge attack has a wind-up. Uh, one way I found that helped me play a lot better was hitting the stroke then wind-ups so are going CB, 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 and you can kill enemies pretty well that way.
0: There's a sense in which you have to earn that charge attack by building up the speed, whether it's the charge animation or already having speed behind you.
3: Right. But this brings us to the predicament with those chasing enemies earlier, in that you have a wind-up time in order to hit them with a the charge attack. And again, if Echo isn't angled correctly, even with his auto-aiming, he'll just go right past them, or they'll hit him on the tail because it's only at the front of his face. Or, with the CV strategy to get out the charge faster, you might end up swimming right into them or swimming right past them, to which the charge is ineffective if they're outside of your range.
0: And you can also jump, too, right?
3: Yeah, you, you swim fast enough out of the water, Echo, you jump out of it.
0: And the height of your jump out of the water is determined by the speed behind Echo. Your momentum will follow you into the air. So all of these things put together, do they seem like, would you expect an actual dolphin to do any of these things, or all of these things?
3: Feels like such a weird question. (laughs) Yeah. Because I don't expect a dolphin to even be shooting sonars to blow up pufferfish, but...
0: Yeah, the sonar is definitely a fantastic element.
3: Yeah, I know what you mean. To me, I would like to compare it with the controls in Kirby's Epic Yarn. There is a segment where you turn into a dolphin, and I remember that controlling very well. But for what you mean, and it goes to all other stuff, Echo has to turn in order to swim in the direction direction he's facing. His movement isn't or at least his turning is not instantaneous, much like a real dolphin. He has to breathe like a real dolphin, he has to eat like a real dolphin. And he drifts underwater like a real dolphin if he's remaining still.
0: I would think even even the jump is worth noting. Just because they could have made that work very mechanically and had very clear cut challenges for how to jump over obstacles But instead, you have this really messy momentum calculation behind the moment that you leave the water, and um, you have to have an intimate sense of Echo's momentum in order to clear certain jumps.
3: There's another thing where the angle at which Echo exits the water, so if you go straight up, he has very poor ability to control himself in midair, which is why you always need to aim it diagonal if you want to make those hops across those islands.
0: Right. Okay. Did anyone else have any thoughts on Echo and how realistic he might be?
2: So I think in terms of controls, the movement certainly has a stronger feeling of uh, being representative of a dolphin than like the charge attack or, uh, like you said, the sonar. One aspect of the sonar when you're using it for echolocation is cool that instead of just pressing a different button for that, you actually are required to sort of go through the process of shooting out a sound wave and waiting it waiting for it to bounce back to you so there's no like real reason that that i mean that doesn't make the game any harder or uh, make it any trickier to do or anything like that it just allows you to witness how echolocation works
0: right we understand that there's the idea of you send a sound wave out and then you come back and somehow an animal knows how to hear it to know its surroundings And then Echo takes that concept and makes something kind of video gamey out of it, giving you the map.
2: Yeah, so, and like the way that you have to set up stuff, like you're talking about jumping, the way that you can't just go to the surface and press a button. You have to sort of swim around to get yourself the right momentum and everything. That draws out a level of detail, I guess, in the movement mechanics, sort of like Fox was saying about how flight simulators are very rich with detail that kind of momentum calculation or that kind of physics or whatever going on makes it feel more
3: realistic. Yeah. I need to take back what I said earlier about the jumping, the angle at which Echo leaves. Actually, that does make perfect sense for something exiting the water because in real life, you can't change your direction once you've made a jump. So, you know, it makes sense that Echo actually behaves that way when you try to jump out of the water.
0: Although the comparison to a flight sim Makes me wish you could adjust the uh, pitch and yaw using Echo's tail.
3: Yeah, I guess what I should really say is that Echo, exactly. it, it's just hard to control that angle of exit when jumping out of the water because, you know, Echo himself moves so fast. So when you're trying to build speed to jump out at the highest point you can and you need to hit a diagonal, it's like Echo moves so fast that it, you almost have to memorize the spot at which to turn in order to, to get that jump just right.
0: Yeah, there's not a good difficulty curve with those jumps. It would be more acceptable if the jumps got harder and harder, and you came to an eventual understanding and mastery. But instead, just like one stage out of nowhere, so you got to be perfect now.
3: Yeah. And that trick of having Echo swim in a circle to actually build up his speed, it's like the camera moves so fast when you do that. Yeah. That it's it's one of those things like it's a little too close given how big Echo is or no actually that's that's all right it's it's too close or at least Echo needs to slow down the the game speed in general kind of needs to slow down and at least to make that more I don't know reliable Yeah. I don't have to memorize it and can do it on reaction or timing. Fox,
0: did you have any thoughts on Echo's movement and behavior?
3: I have
1: nothing really to add. Um like sort of to they go off of the like, jumps. I kinda of wish there was more of a cue when there was something you could hop over in regards to I don't know if you have islands you usually hop over. I always find myself breaking Echo's nose <laughs> before.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure how you mean.
1: I feel like there should be something to let you know that there's an island coming up beforehand. Um maybe not just like a like a sign that says caution islands. Uh, I don't know.
0: So what you mean is that sometimes Echo moves too fast that so you can't see what's coming up until it's too late?
1: Yeah, and even even after I've gone through the level a couple of times, I think the one I'm thinking of right now is the lagoon that's separated into the three segments. Right. But the way I would it, it had a lot of backtracking. Like, going over the third pump, I would always break Echo's nose and have to circle back, <laughs> go and try to jump again.
0: It might be nice if they had, like, a dynamic camera or something. Scroll back when he's moving too fast.
3: And that's the think? thing, it... Yeah. It does do that.
0: I mean, if it would, like, scale so that it was, like, Samurai Showdown, If, when he's faster, the screen zooms out.
3: Okay, zoom out. But, yeah, in the, the camera in its current state, it just positions Echo more to the border that you're moving away from.
2: Yeah, yeah he's, so, like, at the one-third point on the screen instead of the yeah.
0: center. Fox, would you say that the enemies in Echo behave like they would in real life?
1: So I'm not really an expert on sea life, uh, but I've seen a few that, I mean, they're, they're close enough that I don't really care. Like, <laughs> jellyfish just tend to float around, and if you touch them, they hurt you, right? Yeah. So that's realistic enough. But They
0: even um have that, that flow to their swimming. They don't just go up yeah. at a certain pace. They have that pulse upward, I guess.
1: Yeah, they kind of drift. So that's nice. Stuff like crabs that don't really have... <laughs> Animation and distort. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: yeah. They're a little bit
1: different from reality. I've never seen crab. I, I guess I haven't seen crabs in the oceans, but <laughs> maybe that's just me. Well, oh,
3: Crabs—they're
1: faster than the sharks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some scary crabs.
0: There's also the puffer fish that do that diagonal attack that I don't believe puffer fish do in real life. <laughs>
3: I can't believe they put a pufferfish in a game, and they didn't make it puff up. Didn't like, have, yeah. <laughs> I like I like the way
1: sharks kind of lurch at you when you get near them. That's nice. I've seen them, I've seen them open their mouths and move a little more towards me. I've also seen. I think I think they should, the fish sort of swim away from you if you get just slow and get close to them. So that's also nice.
0: Yeah, sometimes if you take too long, the fish will run away, and then uh, you'll have to leave the area for them to come back.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I hadn't noticed that detail you mentioned about the sharks.
1: Yeah, I didn't really notice it until we got to uh, what's that? Open ocean. Yeah. To dodge them, but you know, I was hanging really close to them. I would see them open their mouths and come towards me. I thought that was neat.
0: I have no idea if that's how sharks actually behave, but that you know, if someone told me that, I would believe them. And would you say they look realistic? Is there anything that looks like it wouldn't be a depiction in a or an illustration? you know, of an actual sea creature.
1: Maybe it's just that there's no animation, but the crab always seems off to me. I just see a zodiac sign coming at me. <laughs> uh,
0: are crabs known for clipping through the environment?
3: I'm glad you're bringing that up now, because one thing a lot of these enemies have, or at least a chasing one, have in common is they can be little bastards and move through the walls. Maybe they can move in the third dimension, but Echo is stuck.
0: <laughs> it seems a little weird. The ones you described as being realistic, or at least appealing to our idea of what an actual thing might do, those guys seem easy to kill, right? Because they move slow and very predictably. Yeah. Whereas the yeah. the guys that are funny and just kind of dart all over the place, those guys don't behave at all like we would expect.
1: Exactly. Uh, they're, they're also easy to get a mental model out of. Whereas something that just runs through walls, it's not really easy to come up with a strategy against them. <laughs> I also don't know how realistic the octopus is, but I don't know much about dolphin-octopus interaction, do they?
2: Uh, octopuses do sneak up on stuff. Like, they're chameleons, or at least there are types of octopus octopuses that are chameleons. Uh, but they're not bigger than dolphins.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they, they got the look right, they didn't get the scale right. Yeah, an
2: octopus is like the size of, I don't know, Box of tissues or something.
1: Well, that one's a little weird, though. I, I don't think it really pulls me out of least. No more than the uh, abduction of my pod did.
2: <laughs> There's a gigantic seahorse at some point, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that That's might
0: have existed. Even... You don't know.
2: Yeah, right. That's even more of a stretch. I'll give you. Like, at least octopuses can grow to be, like, five feet or eight feet or something like that. Seahorses can grow to be, like, the biggest ones are, like, eight or nine inches. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Echo's suddenly in Fantastic Voyage for a little bit.
0: Did we have any other thoughts on how realistic enemies are?
2: There are enemies that are not sea creatures that are not realistic. I don't mean in the spoiler sense, I mean in like you guys are talking about spike blocks and stuff like that. I would classify those as enemies, but maybe if we're going into the model of sea life versus environment, maybe you'd classify those as part of the environment.
0: Would you say the environments look like they would in real
2: life? Graphically speaking, they start out in a realistic place, and then gradually move away from that. Granted, I haven't played the entire game, but knowing where it ends, and knowing some of the places that Echo goes along the way, that I won't spoil for Fox, I know eventually we leave the familiar oceans.
0: It's a little like Star
2: Tropics. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Even the ice zone is not that realistic looking. I mean, it's, again, maybe inspired by realistic elements, but... I mean, it reminds me of, like, Krypton from Superman. <laughs> its structures made of ice, which is not really a thing that sits on the bottom of the ocean, you know? Right. Like, the ice is all at the surface. Down underwater is just underwater. Which, I guess, brings me to the main aspect of the environments, which I'd say very much strays from any type of realism or naturalism, in that they're structured like mazes or labyrinths, with corridors and forking paths and dead ends and gates, all stuff which is very strictly man-made concepts or artificial concepts and the kind of stuff used to facilitate video game level design. So regardless of what the graphical elements comprise of, the levels themselves never feel like real environments because they're so mazy.
0: So you might look at the wall and say, this looks like what an underwater cavern would look like, but the structure is so complicated and goal-oriented that the structure itself seems unrealistic.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect there to be like a 90-degree left turn in a an <laughs> underwater, underwater cave. Right. Not to say that there isn't some aspect of the mazes that is... I mean, echo certainly has lots of dead space in it or areas that you can explore that are essentially pointless. So that gives it some feeling of realism, just in the idea that it's not a straight linear path or it's not purely goal-oriented, to use your word. There's junk there that's just there because... I mean, I don't think it's meant to fill out the game. I think it It really is meant to just give it a more expansive feeling. The
3: ocean feel like an ocean.
0: Part of it is that you're constantly on a time challenge and dead ends are meaningful for wasting air and making that challenge harder.
2: Yeah, but not even just in dead ends. Sometimes there'll be like a lagoon somewhere that is just, you can swim to the bottom of it and there's nothing there. And mm. then you have to jump to the next one. Okay. Like, it, it could have just been a flat path, over the, or like a flat ice slick that you could slide across, but for some reason, there's water there that you can swim around in. Yeah. That gives it a little bit of space to flesh out Echo's mechanics, to let you play around and swim around, and I definitely like that aspect of that expansiveness.
0: Regarding the ice area in specific, something that struck me as really odd was the crushing blocks where, like, the general idea of, like, ice shifting around on the water's surface is, like, something I can... It's a cool idea and something I'd like to see, but... I like ingredients, too. <laughs> but then to see it implemented in such a goofy way just yeah. really rubbed me the wrong way. They're all underwater, and they just rush back and forth on like a very set path, whereas what I would imagine, is if it was trying to imitate reality, would be, on the surface, these giant lumbering blocks.
2: Greatest 2 really is what it should be. Uh, like <laughs> right. Blocks that have momentum on their end and then bounce off each other, according to physics, versus, yeah, what you have there is like, I, I would call them dancing blocks. Yeah, But one neat little detail in the ice levels that I liked is that a lot of the surface of the water is covered in ice, so there are only small places where you can get out and get to air. So that's like a neat little detail that characterizes that particular environment.
0: Yeah, that's one place where the imitation of reality and the gameplay crosses over because one, that's a feature of that actual kind of environment, but also... It gives the game a certain challenge because you have to find those spots where you can come up for air.
3: The air currents, or I'm sorry, the water currents, uh, they're put in unrealistic places, though. But one thing that is realistic is if you push a heavy block in front of a current and you stand right behind it, you won't be affected by that current.
2: I feel like that wouldn't work the way that Echo does it.
3: No, not the way Echo does it, but the idea behind it is easy to understand.
0: So that's another thing like the ice blocks where it points to an idea that we recognize from the world around us but is not terribly accurate in a simulation of it.
3: Right. I guess an easy way to sort of wrap this up is that most of the realism is really in the graphics and that the game's not tile-based things are accurately proportioned. It's not cartoony. Like that's the that's the easiest way to put it this, this isn't a cartoony looking game.
0: But even beyond that, when you say things aren't tile-based, that's not simply graphically. That influences how well you can parse the gameplay and understand what kind of moves you need to do to get through the environment and encounter enemies.
3: Yeah, and that kind of ties into a bunch of the weird collision because the thing is, like, there are still tiles there, but they have these weird slopey tiles where it's not resolved quite well, or the collision boxes, they just made them too big. Another thing I wanted to say is that Besides the visual design, most of the realism is pretty much in Echo's movement.
0: There are a couple enemies like uh, Fox mentioned. Actually,
2: something about the enemies is the way that the enemies are grouped.
0: It really goes both
2: ways in terms of whether it feels artificial or realistic. Like sharks being in a big pack is not a thing that happens in reality. That's not how sharks work. So that just feels really strange But then the Swarms of jellyfish Or whatever you call a group of jellyfish uh, A gaggle of jellyfish uh, A jar (laughs) You know those are That's something where like They don't necessarily have to exist in those numbers For the game to function as it does But it makes it seem more realistic and, again, makes it seem a bit more expansive. Like, there's lots going on.
0: The schools of fish are like that, too, where, like, I think yeah, it was yes. you that mentioned that you could just have the one health item, but instead there's a school of fish and you have to pluck them off.
2: Yeah, there's as well. But then then there's stuff like the crabs being on, like, hidden in walls and stuff like that. Like, I don't know what the hell that is. Fish that, like, just hang out in one area. Anything that where something has to hang out in a particular area is pretty inherently, like, a video game limit. Like, ah, yep. uh, yes, this is the corner where there's always two puffer fish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that appeals to the gameplay in the sense that you can map stuff out with your sonar and see an enemy coming up.
2: Right, it's not just like a computational limitation, it's a aspect of predictability or solvability. The player needs to have some sense of what's happening, or what the level is. Yes.
0: Fox, would you say Echo is a game that imitates reality in any meaningful way?
1: I think Echo's trying to imitate reality really in an aesthetic sense. I think anything else is mostly coincidence. Okay. I think it's not really part of its core design be realistic.
0: Alright, thank you all for joining me. Yourself, if your pod was zapped away, what would you do?
2: I guess eat all the my favorite fish.
0: <laughs> so it'd be like a good day for you.
2: Seize all yours.
0: <laughs> Adrian, what would you do if your pod was zapped away?
3: Get another one?
0: Get another one. <laughs> good idea. Fox, if your pod was zapped away, what would you do?
1: Doesn't Echo have a fighter pilot buddy that he could use to uh, find his pod? <laughs>
0: yeah. he, he fries over the jungle.
1: I'd just do that, call my fighter pilot buddy.
0: I'll have to Kami and arrow Fighters next.
1: Echo and Spanky
0: the Dolphin.
1: <laughs> How does,
2: I mean, I know Pod is like their group that they travel around in, but he decides who gets in and out of the pod. Is it a familial group? Is it? Do they take like placement tests? Placement.
0: I'll have to find a book on dolphins. Um, I'm <laughs> fucking it up. Fox, any final thoughts?
3: No, none.
0: All right, uh, Adrian, any final
3: thoughts? Echo. Echo. Echo is one of those things that shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you can even imagine it being a much better game if things were just tuned differently like some things were slowed down or collisions was polished up a bit so my final thoughts is the echoes a little disappointing because it's not like it's totally awful it's like they had a good idea of what they were doing the camera certainly shows that they had a better idea than the guys who did popful mail and the amount of effort they put into echoes movement is like yeah that makes for a more interesting game. It's like, and that's one of the reasons why we do that in the first place, to make things more realistic is because when they use more realistic physics, it makes it more interesting to control. But yeah, Echo it's mostly disappointing. I mean, it can get through the game but uh, yeah, I can imagine it being a whole lot better. It makes me want to actually like fix it up and make it myself.
0: Stuff like the air meter seems pretty deliberately handled and the length matches the kind of challenges you need to do. But the health meter, all of the health pickups you get seem like a huge band-aid.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, health regen spots in a lot of places and just that even when the health is zero, you're still technically not dead yet because it's in like decimal points or something. I don't know what's going on there. So that's one of the reasons why I'm actually able to get through the game. It's because it's so forgiving in that aspect. Right. And I'd have a lot less fun if it wasn't for that leniency.
0: Yeah. But. Too bad this wasn't a little later in the '90s, or else, as you lose health, you might have gotten like more bloody, and then there could be like particle effects leaving blood in the water or something. Yourself, any final thoughts? I think Echo is kind of a self-defeating
2: game. As Adrian was describing in a conceptual level, it shows a nice uh, interest in trying to make something unique and using elements of naturalism to make a unique dolphin game. And that, in and of itself, I think is respectable and worth doing. And I'm glad it exists for that reason. But Mm -hmm. I don't think that they really thought through why it should be a maze game or what they wanted to do with the mazes in the game or how to make those build on the dolphin aspects maybe to go into a little bit of historical speculation I think it is a game that shows people who had some lofty goals and then were very limited by the type of game that was being made at the time and didn't successfully think outside the box really so I think that sort of accounts for its mixed reputation as well Like you you can certainly love it if you just embrace the unique aspects of it but there's a lot to get through to get to that and I just think as a game it is kind of sucky
1: (laughs) (laughs) I really agree with yourself I don't think Echo is a spectacular game but all the ideas in it seem really interesting I think playing through Echo you can get a ton ton of different ideas from it like, on its tone, it's the it's unique idea of being a dolphin, there's no people, it's really atmospheric, and it takes, 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 takes place in the ocean. But you can get a ton of different ideas from that, like, if you were to make a game, like, spin-off games with Echo, you could, you could focus on one thing, it could be potentially interesting.
0: Like Echo um, Jr.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't, okay. Okay, uh, but if you were to focus on, like, an ecological aspect of how uh, all the sea life would interact, I think that could be interesting. If you were to just focus on the labyrinths and have Echo like delve into a deep ocean with uh, these unique environments, that could be interesting. I think it's got a lot of potential ideas in it, and, and not a lot that it really sticks with.
3: Right. In a way, they kind of went with technical ambition, in you know, making it a game about a dolphin and control as well as it does. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's also limited by things like just the screen, and that. Like part I understand why they kind of went with the maze game because you know swimming allows freedom in all four axes so what is a maze but a level that forces you to move in all four all four directions or through you know 2d space but it's just echo moves too fast that you have to take things really slow and be on the lookout for air pockets a lot and then the enemies move too fast as well and you get stuck on them or they get stuck inside you and that's kind of annoying.
1: The speed in the beginning kind of fooled me into thinking what kind of game it was, because it took me a while before I started to slow down and approach things a little more strategically.
2: Yeah, at first you kind of want it to be a Sonic game, and then it's not that. So I think it's interesting. Another game that I and a lot of people would probably compare to Echo is uh, for the Nintendo Wii uh, Endless Ocean, which is a scuba diving game. And people would go so far as to say it's not really a game because you just go and observe fish. And Mm -hmm. while you do have certain goals like see all of these fish to be able to move to the next area, it's pretty freeform and sandboxy, I guess you could say. And I think it's an interesting counterpoint to Echo because both of them clearly indulge in the presentation and atmosphere of the underwater environments And yet one of them is way too punishing and serious about trying to be a video game. And the other one is way too laid back to the point of sometimes not being called a game. There's got to be a middle ground there. But I think that I respect Echo a little bit more for trying to make it into something of a game. Because an aquarium simulator is not as... Like, there's not as much excitement to the atmosphere, and there's not as much... It just doesn't force you to interact with it as much. But I do think... uh, I only bring it up just because anyone I think that is interested in Echo should try out that game, Endless Ocean, because it is a very
0: good counterpoint.
3: Mm -hmm. This is another thing I realize, is that I don't know many games about swimming.
0: Wait, wait a minute. Yourself, why didn't you bring up Endless Ocean when I asked for realistic games? That's like a super realistic game.
3: I don't know,
2: I wasn't thinking about it at the (laughs) time.
0: Well, I mean, would you say it fit for that? Like it's trying to imitate reality?
2: Yeah, absolutely. As I just said, to the extent that it is just on this museum exhibit. And the thing is, I think part of what's weird about that is that like a scuba diver with no goal except to photograph fish is inherently someone who is observing something and playing as a character or an entity whose purpose is to observe things inherently removes, like, all agency from the game. And so it's hard to even feel like it's realistic because it's kind of just the same as, like, er, like a realistic game because there's no real mechanics to even be video gamey in there.
0: I guess what gives Echo interest is the concept that there's a game where You play as a sea creature, and you're just trying to make it in the big world of
3: things eating you. Yeah, to wrap up my thought earlier, I actually don't know that many 2D games, that is. There's plenty of 3D games that have some swimming level that makes for comparison. But for 2D games, I don't know that many that's predominantly about swimming like Echo is. And the only other comparison I have is just those few levels where Kirby turns into a dolphin in Kirby's Epic Yawn.
2: There are lots of swimming levels in 2D games, like you just said about 3D games. It's a staple of any 2D game,
0: the swimming level. I actually think um, the frog suit is like the complete opposite of Echo.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean predominantly swimming. Like a whole game where that's the main way of playing.
2: Yeah. There was actually a really recent sub-2D submarine game on, I don't know, maybe PS4 or something. That I think was developed by Insomniac or one of those Sony satellite studios. There's another slightly older one called Undertale as well.
3: I think uh, the other thing is that in a lot of, at least the ones that I can think of that are 2D, it's always just an extension of like the jump. So Mario Swim, Donkey Kong Swim, is kind of their swimming is the same as jumping, so you're still dealing with that dynamic of gravity. Versus Echo, where you know he swims as fluid as any other fish or any other thing that naturally lives there. And if he needs to hold still, you don't need to keep hitting jump to make Echo hold still. He'll just hold still. Naturally, you have to deal with the drift, but um, that's another major difference. And that he can swim freely in any direction.
2: The Insomniac game is called Song of the Deep, and it came out in July.
3: Ooh.
2: Yeah. It's almost echo's almost closer to asteroids than it is to a platformer.
1: <laughs> you know what's strange is of all the ideas you could get out of Echo the Dolphin, I think time travel is one of the weirdest directions they could take it. <laughs> <laughs> like let's make a game with the dolphin set in the ocean, but we need to give it a hook. They came up with time travel somehow.
2: I read one time about this experiment from the 1960s or 70s where they gave dolphins LSD like (laughs) on a regular schedule to try to teach them how to speak. Something makes me feel like Echo is maybe the uh, final adventures of one of those test dolphins. (laughs) His return to the ocean.
0: (laughs) Once you go to the past, I feel like the potential to explore dinosaur-era sea creatures is really cool.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, that's uh, super yeah. awesome. I guess time travel fits with the idea of like expanding ecosystems, right? Of so course. we want to get at different ecosystems around the world. So let's throw in some past ones too. It is really fucking ambitious for one game.
3: Yeah, and that they managed to get as many like different level themes as they could for a game that's entirely in the water. A lot of people would be stumped by how many different water worlds can we make? Normally that's just one world in any other video game. So
0: many of these levels, the layout and the way you get through them is the same though.
3: Yeah, and that's something I want to take a closer look at because we brought it up here, but I'd like to go more into detail for why that may or may not be the case in level design and whether it is building anything if at all.
1: Slightly off topic. Does anyone know if uh, this is the key hook of, of Echo going forward? I know there's yes. time and
3: Defender of the Future.
0: Yeah, um, there you have it.
3: But just don't deviate <laughs> the edge from that. Echo is truly the aquatic hero of time. <laughs>